All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Champagne and Lobster. I'm your host, Jonna French of Jonna Knows Good Food, and today we're spending a few minutes and we're gonna pick the brain of Eric Tyson. He is the chef and owner of Trey Creole Catering. I had it wrong at first. You got it, you got it now. Okay, good, so I was saying Trace at first, but you informed me that it's Trey, <laughs> and that's the way you say it properly. You would be surprised the number of people that actually call me and say, hey, can I speak to Trey? That's so funny. And I'm like, okay, sure. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> That's right. So then you know they're from New Orleans. So you give everybody a little bit of bio, like a background on you and Trey mm-hmm. Creole, the whole bit. So I am born and raised Banners, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, a Howard graduate, a fellow alum as well. Yes. Uh, to you. In 2002, but I've actually uh, I've been in the culinary world only a few years. I and it was never like my my thing. Mm-hmm. I actually graduated, went into sales. I was doing medical device sales. I've mm-hmm. been cooking since I was a kid um, with my family and so forth. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, uh, you know, when I was in the, living in Meridian Hill Hall, like there's yeah. a kitchen across the hall from me. Yeah. And I just refused to go out to eat all the time. So I started cooking. I'd always call my mom and just mm-hmm. ask her, Hey, how do you make this? Hey, yes. how do you make that? So she'd walk me through the process and. You know, I had an idea, you know, cooking is one of those things where you can Mm -hmm. learn, but it also just takes a certain amount of passion and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that uh, just come along with time. Yeah. So I uh, just, you know, kind of took to it. I used to host barbecues and crawfish boils up here at my house in Southeast, and I would just have a big blowout party, and it got to a Mm -hmm. point where a lot of my friends were saying, you should think about doing this um, on a little bit more mainstream. Mm -hmm. I, um... Aside from that, being in the medical field, I was always catering mm-hmm. lunches to offices, and mm-hmm. I got to a point where I started looking at what I was catering, and I was like, are you kidding me? I just paid all this money for this? Yeah. I could do so much better than this. And I decided to start, uh, after going through one layoff in that industry, mm-hmm. I decided it was time to start looking for plan B. And okay. somebody, uh, a couple people had mentioned that other people that had been in that industry mm-hmm. had actually transferred uh, over into the culinary world. Uh, from that simple reason of always doing the catering and everything and just realizing what they could do with that. So I uh, decided to start my business. And mm-hmm. I had that going for about, I was doing it on a part-time basis for three years. Okay. And then with the birth of my son, I decided that something had to give. I couldn't do both and I decided to bet on myself. Oh, wow. So uh, awesome. then I... You know, took a leap of faith, and I've been in business for myself full full time by myself for the last year and a half now. Wow, that's what I was because that was going to be my next question is like, how did you step out on the limbs, like start your own? But like, that's um, that's totally uh, you know inspirational and yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, and now and it changes things. So. It changes everything. Yeah. I mean, it's no longer the safety net that you have. It's yeah. It's okay. Wait, I have to pay for medical now too. Yes, that's right. Now, do you so, have a staff? I do. I well, it's a it's a small staff immediately in the kitchen of okay. myself and uh, one other person, then another person I have part time. Okay. And then when I do events, I have a, a team of people that I have on. Um, uh, basically, they just come in as contract okay. and do work all my events for me and so forth. Okay, so like right now, I know um, people don't know this, but right now we're in Mess Hall, guys, and that is basically like what is this like? It's like a, so, it's so like a, it's basically a commercial kitchen. It's an incubator space. Exactly, an incubator space here. Um, and I was gonna ask now. I know you cook out of this kitchen, but do you ever see yourself opening a brick and mortar and like, 
you know, stepping outside of the catering world, maybe having a restaurant or... So I never like wanted to go the restaurant route. Okay. Uh, being in D.C., I don't know if uh, a lot of people that probably listen to this and mm-hmm. uh, yourself as well, you see the rise and fall of businesses all the time in the restaurant world. Very D.C. has got one of the highest numbers of failed uh, restaurants out there. Yeah. And I didn't... It's, it's uh, mm-hmm. the overhead. You can't afford the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. So brick and mortar is something I would love to, to look mm-hmm. into. I'm not there yet. Okay. The one thing I love about catering is I can do multiple menus. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple parties, mm-hmm. cater all the menus to match to where I'm not having to do a gazillion different things at one time. Mm-hmm. But everyone gets the same delicious food that they wanted for their event. But it's basically killing a bunch of birds in one stone. Instead of having the brick and mortar. Now, if you were to do one, what would it be? Would, would it be New Orleans theme? Because that's a, it in addition. Defi- it has to be. It has to be New Orleans. Because <laughs> you know what? In addition to the rise and fall of restaurants in DC, the rise and fall of New Orleans style yes. restaurants. Trust they me. come in and are plucked like flies. One of the other <laughs> one of the other restaurants that yes. failed that really uh, I went there to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to name their name, but they're not business. Oh, anymore. they're terrible. I know exactly who you're talking about. I it wrote was, about them on, on my site. It was on Guys, check it out. It was on H Street. Exactly. exactly. Um, the corner of exactly four. <laughs> yes. Specific. You know, and I, I, I said, let me try the red beans and rice. Anytime somebody has gumbo, I'm like, I'm not trying it. Yeah. Because people just, you know, everyone thinks that nobody, people have a hard time mm-hmm. understanding what exactly a roux is and how to make a roux. Yeah, they just think it's sausage, um, sausage, shrimp, and rice. And they're like, oh, I have, you know, well, or gumbo or whatever. So a, a roux uh, is basically like a, a way to make gravy. Yep. It is It is a, a sort of gravy. But with gumbo, I don't need gravy, you know, mm. and that's what a lot of people would do. So I, every time I go to any Louisiana restaurant here or themed Louisiana restaurant, I always ask where the chef is from. Oh wow! Always, really, and like, what what is like what certifies it for you? Uh, well, if if I hear that the chef is from uh, Louisiana, uh-huh. then I'm gonna ask a little bit more particular questions. Is what type of andouille sausage are you using? Mm-hmm. What type of po' boy bread are you using? Mm-hmm. I personally, I do a lot. I cater a lot of po' boys out mm-hmm. here, um, and I'm I will not lie. Like mm-hmm. I've I will build you one of the best po' boys in D.C. I've had I've done events where people mm-hmm. from Louisiana have thanked me for uh, have, selling these po' boys up here because it reminded them of home. So, funny. so it's uh, no. What if you find out the chef was from Houston? You know what? Then I I might give him a try. You know, in, <laughs> like a maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be very particular, but now um, because I I won't lie, I cook a a different different mm-hmm. multiple different styles of cuisine as well, and a lot of people would not know the difference. Yeah. But um, so uh, as a chef from Houston, I'm sure he can he knows what he's doing. If he's putting it on his menu, he's got to have some idea. <laughs> You're like so, some, some idea what's going but on. But if they tell me they're from D.C., then, you know, we got to have a sit down conversation. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. All the shade to, to any place that's not close to the Louisiana border. If you're not in the Gulf, we got an issue. Yeah. No, I got you. Now, but, what has been like the number one challenge of starting your own catering company? Because actually, it's funny. So I did one catering event. Mm -hmm. And um, shouts out to you. You're an alpha, member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Um, And I did did a catering event a long time ago for some friends that were alphas. Mm -hmm. And 
that was the last one I did because it was <laughs> so much work. It was it is. awesome to like do it for that friend, mm-hmm. but it was just like this is not my calling. It um I mean in the beginning it was it was very stressful because mm-hmm. if you I mean it takes time to understand and figure out what exactly is you're doing and mm-hmm. every event was a learning lesson for mm-hmm. me and still is um, so the main I mean the main issue with anything starting your own business with mm-hmm. any type of business mm-hmm. financial how are you going to cover okay uh, so what I was doing the reason I had my other job was I was basically paying for my catering mm-hmm. paying to do the catering. Mm-hmm through my other other job so yeah. the money i made there i just kind of like tossed into the business yeah like to this day i've never taken a loan oh wow or anything of that nature nope wow this is amazing this is great business advice is everybody <laughs> listening to this he just said he's never took out a loan and he's like got this successful catering business going on like that's your next call and teach a class on that <laughs> um, well the other thing is is just Consistency. Yeah. Everything in this business is all about consistency, and it's all about uh, make keeping your clients. Yeah. You know, it, not everybody is ordering, you know, something every day. Yeah. So you have to do your homework on, you know, corporate corporate mm-hmm. clients are the best ones you're going to get, mm-hmm. because they have uh, very large budgets. Yeah. And they're just willing to, you know, give you the authority to kind of tell them what they're going to eat. Yeah. And so forth. Because they just want food for the office. They're not sitting up here looking at, oh, well, everybody wants this, this, and this. It's it's not all, always like that. Um, yeah. I, I have want to make sure it's pretty, it's good. I have one client who now, they ask me, what can I serve them this week? You know, what can I bring them this week? Because I've never, I've never steered them wrong. Yeah, so you're the um, creative exactly. behind it. And that, that's not something that came right away. That's not something I had. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of time for me to get there because, again, I, I'm not a trained, uh, I'm not a trained chef. You yeah, know? but those are the best chefs sometimes. Yeah. Like honestly, the ones that like learn on their own mm-hmm. and like taught themselves. I've definitely worked with a lot of chefs like that. My godmother uh, told me a long time ago uh, when I mentioned I wanted to go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. She mentioned, but aren't you worried about forgetting everything that you've learned by yourself? Because, you know, it's a certain yeah. tra- uh, train of thought that's taught there. It is. And, you know, if you, it's just like you learn something on the streets and then you learn something in the books and it's just, it differs. Yeah. But, um, no, it is. You know, but it definitely has its, its benefits. Um, but technique mm-hmm. and everything, that's something you can Google on YouTube nowadays. <laughs> so, that's and, true. and I have done it many of times. <laughs> you Google has, well, YouTube has been your teacher. I love it, it. it has, it has. You know, different uh, styles of chops and everything. I've, I've Googled it. So now, outside of Louisiana and Trace Creole, I'm really curious to see, like, where's the best Creole food that you tasted? Um, and you know where or who who is getting it right in this area um doesn't have to be here anywhere oh okay just outside of that the gulf oh <laughs> outside of the gulf outside of the gulf where have you been like man this is <sighs> this is it acadiana is is a, is definitely a, mm-hmm. a, a good restaurant to staple. go to yeah, yeah a good staple um they they definitely i will always say that they know what they're doing over there they do i love uh, acadiana and their prices reflected and that's the other thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, where can you find affordable, not, uh, not, not high end. That's um, true. But I have not, uh, ah, it'll, it'll, it'll have to come back to me. I have to really think about that one. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, no, definitely 
Send us that. We'll we'll add <laughs> yes, that. We'll yes. add that to I the will, notes. I will now, definitely send you that. Do you cook at home, or like, is this like <laughs> once you're done here, you're like, I'm done. No, done. I go home and it's what's for dinner. Oh wow! So your so, wife is cooking. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I go home and I do the. She's asking me what's for dinner. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Now, does she cook? She does cook. Okay. Does but she, she make, doesn't like to cook. Does she make Creole? No, no. My wife is Egyptian. Oh wow! So, so we have a lot of. Uh, she does a lot of Egyptian dishes. Uh, I was about to say that's a whole other. Completely different. Palette right there. Like. And it's interesting. So when I go, uh, when we we go to Egypt mm-hmm. about twice a year now. Okay. Uh, we just try to take our son to, uh, so he has more exposure mm-hmm. to his uh, family, and uh, the, you know the difference in culture and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's food is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, theirs is more of, uh, um, you know, it's all Mediterranean for the most yeah. part. So totally different, but great Very at the same healthy. time. Very healthy. A lot of, well, still a lot of olive oil. See, growing up, my mom used to always save mm-hmm. the bacon fat. Mm-hmm. When she'd make bacon, I never understood why. Oh, yeah, longest. now you understand. It oh, gives yeah. that good flavor. Oh, my, oh, goodness. my gosh. On yes. yes, I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. <laughs> now, if you weren't catering, what would you be doing? I know you, you've been in it for like a year now. You're saying a year and a half full time. Full time. But mm-hmm. like, if you weren't doing this and like you weren't doing what you were doing before, what else would you be doing? Oh, goodness, that's a great question. Um, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be doing sales somewhere. Okay. Uh, sales has always been uh, my thing, mm-hmm. even as a kid. I, I wanted to, <laughs> I, well, so I grew up in a family of attorneys and uh, judges. Got you, okay. So I always. How many in the so, family? Well, my father, before he passed, was a chief federal judge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Wow. And uh, both of my brothers are attorneys. Wow. Uh, one of them is a law professor at LSU, Very and nice. the other one has his own private practice doing um, family practice. Very nice. Shouts out to attorneys. In my day job, I'm an attorney, so <laughs> yeah. gotta love the practice. Yes, um, yes. That's really good. So, mm-hmm. so wait, no law. Law would I not be. I actually always said I want to be a corporate lawyer. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and you as I got older, yeah. <laughs> As I got older, you know, reality set in, and I was like, wait, I have to read what? All that? Yeah, I'm probably not going to go that route. That's the one thing they did not lie about <laughs> law school was the reading. No, that's fine. Like, so what do you do for fun in your off time? Like, what else? Well, now that I have a 17-month-old, my time goes dedicated fun. to running behind him. That's so much fun. And that's the perfect age right now. Yeah. Because when well, he turns, like, two, you're really going to be running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. He's literally, if you open that door, he's gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Are you serious? Yeah. And, um, but in my off time, you know, just spending time with the family, uh, mm-hmm. I like to hang out, um, movies, you know, anything that allows me to just kind of free my mind and not have to think about anything, yeah. I'm all for it. What's your favorite movie? Oh, I mean, to this day, Wedding Crashes is still my favorite movie. <laughs> I would have never have guessed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Why? I am. And honestly, I'm a Will Ferrell fanatic. Yes. So his little appearance in there just, like, took the movie to a whole new level for me. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Wedding Crashes is still my favorite movie. Uh, Well, I mean, of course, you got to go with the the good oldies. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coming to America... Boomerang, okay. like Eddie Murphy back in the 80s. You can't really Yeah, he was beat killing that. it. Yeah, but, Beverly Hills uh, Cop, all that good stuff. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, that's... Uh, but honestly, nowadays, 
I'm just so committed and dedicated to 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 my craft now that yeah. I try to spend as much time just trying to figure out the next big thing. Um, I have a client right now who, you know, it's a very big client and they test me constantly because they're like, what can you do next? And I always feel like I have to top what I did, you know, the week before. So, That's you know. That's all it is. That's the name of the game. Everybody you know, wants it's, to see the yeah. new creative mm-hmm. dish that's coming out. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. So and this is is the harder thing about it is, this isn't like an evening event at somebody's home. Mm-hmm. This is like a corporate corporate office. Yeah. So there's only so much I can do. You know. So I'll try my best to. Uh, you know, like I bring in my uh, my my little burners uh-huh. and everything, and I'll do like live cooking demonstrations. You know, my flat tops, like whatever they want. Um, the other day, we just did a carving station for them. <laughs> just so, to like, yeah. just to show them like, this is what we are. Yeah, and I mean, but when you, of. I mean, think about it. You're at work mm-hmm. and you walk to your kitchen area and you see somebody slicing your uh, your lunch for you, as opposed to you getting a Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or something. I'll holler at you about this job offline because I need to apply. Whatever this is, this sounds like the place I need to be yeah, working. These, yeah, these, I'm not, don't even get me started. When I walk in there sometimes, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Like, but that's so awesome. That's like, how you keep, that's how you keep employees. I love it. No, that's, um, that sounds amazing. And speaking of amazing, there's a homecoming that happens every year it's yes. the most epic homecoming everybody yes. knows it we're both bisons howard university alumni hu yes shouts out <laughs> hu um are you going to homecoming this year i go to homecoming every year um so <laughs> and i was like so with that being said i want to hear your most epic howard homecoming the one that is like it was so insane Actually, that would be the one before I came to Howard. The reason I came to Howard. <laughs> what? How were you even able to get into? Well, I guess I, the dorms, so the parties. I, tra- I transferred to Howard. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so uh, okay. my best friend was up here, and my brother was in his fifth year in the architecture program. Okay. Gotcha. So he said, "Hey, I was at USL in Lafayette, Louisiana." My brother said, "Hey, why don't you come on up and uh, mm-hmm. stay with me for homecoming?" And I was like, uh, "We never. It, we're four years apart, so four years at growing up it seems so far apart. Yeah. Uh, so we never really hung out like that. But yeah. he bought me a ticket, so I came on up. And when I tell you, it was interesting going from a place where anytime you saw a crowd of black people, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it. You just expected the worst to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. expected mm-hmm. someone to start a fight, mm-hmm. somebody, to, you know, at, at a nighttime party or yeah. Just, I, I see what you're saying. It's yeah. just what kind of how, unfortunately, how how the it perception was. was at the time. Not even you. perception. It's actually how it was. And like, really? Yeah. Any party we went to in Louisiana at the end of Are the night, serious? somebody was fighting. Kid wow. you not. So that was just that was what I when I saw homecoming. I, I walked on the yard and I was like, oh my god. You got scared. It was like something's about to pop off somewhere. Uh It it has to happen. Uh But for people to um, not tease me about how I sound, Uh I was always asked, you know, why do you talk like a white boy? Oh, that's so funny. Because I'm like, like I don't hear that at all. I... As a matter of fact, I hear some of the Louisiana notes yeah, the, in there. The country will come out when I talk about high school or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my wife makes fun of me for that all the time. But, um, yeah, so I came up here, mm-hmm. and 
just hanging out, I was, it was just one of those feelings of, I just felt at home. Mm -hmm. I never felt more welcomed and Mm -hmm. more understood anywhere in my life. And I mean, while I was here for homecoming, Mm -hmm. I took home a packet Mm -hmm. to fill out because I wanted to transfer. I knew that. I knew it that was I, that much fun. I it love was it. that much fun, but also where I was, I just knew. Anytime that I'm the smartest person in the classroom, there's an issue. Oh. So. Well, hey, you could be a walking genius. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. Um, <laughs> you know, but that. So I would have to say that in my that was probably the most epic because it was just a life changing event for me. Okay. But I'd also have to say the homecoming after I went over when we won the step show that year. Shout out to Spring 99 Beta Chapter, Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. But um, yeah, we won the step show that year. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, yeah. That catapulted homecoming to a whole other level. Oh my goodness. Just, yeah. I can't even, I can't can't, can't even talk about it. We can't hear any of those stories. (laughs) I want to hear what happened. What's the victory party like? Oh goodness. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where that was a time, that was a point, Mm -hmm. because I got to Howard. Mm -hmm. I joined the uh, International Fraternity Delta Sigma Pi. Mm -hmm. I joined Campus Pals, and I joined Alpha all within my first year. Whoa, you were on the move. So, yeah, I I acted quick. Um, (laughs) So, after winning the step show, people knew who I was, Mm -hmm. but. It was kind of like, you know, at, at Howard, like, the thing is, like, yeah. you kind of want to be the popular, one of the, in the popular crowd or whatever. And yeah. I'm not saying that I was, but mm-hmm. I felt I was. Hey, so. I mean, you were doing it. You were making moves all over campus. I mean, you had School of B, you got Pals over here, you got Alphas over here. Like, yeah. you were making some serious moves as soon as you got there. Yeah, and then I dove in Alpha and, uh, you know, and... Just then it became, I gotta graduate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, it's time to stop spending to, all this yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To only realize that adulting is so overrated. Yeah, no. Adulting is fun. I actually like it. But, like, speaking of adulting, like, up until this point in your life, what do you think would be, like, the album that would be, that would be the soundtrack to the movie of your life? Ooh. <laughs> you got some good questions. <laughs> Good, good. This oh, is what I want to hear. Think here. Album, soundtrack to my life. Oh. Gosh, I, I don't know. I could, cause all I could think about are the albums that to this day are like, just some of the best albums I've ever heard. Uh, like Outkast. Um, <laughs> Which one? Well, uh, the, the I mean, well, first of all, the very first one to mm-hmm. this day still hands down the best album that they put out. Oh yeah, Southern Playlistic. See, I love the Quimini, yeah, and I, I love. Did um, I did too. I love Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. Like that is like yes, yes, still yes. That that's yeah. One of my favorite mm-hmm. albums. Um, I just I just love I love Outkast. Like I was obsessed with them since. No, I mean that was probably one of the. Uh, I wasn't big into music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Early, you know, in early mm-hmm. high school and everything, and my brother bought that album home, and I was just like, "What?" Yeah, you that know, album and I just, 
I, I, I can listen to it on repeat over and over and over again. It was crazy. So. When they came on the map, they came out with Player's Ball. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people don't know this, which is funny. Player's Ball was on, uh, it was a Christmas song. So it came out really? around, yeah, it's a Christmas song. And it came out on um, LaFace Records. They wanted to put out this huh. Christmas album. And they were like, well, we could throw you up here. If Big Boy and Andre were basically like, well, where we're from, this is how Christmas season looks. So that's how Player's Ball came out. Really? Yes, I love Outkast. Like I, I when I started at Howard, uh-huh. I made it my business to see them twice. <laughs> twice. I was like, they were like, they, you know, everybody would come to Howard for free. So yeah. it was like, yes, like I'm going to. I sit uh, outside back in when line. Howard, yes. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those. Things, it's a classic. I yeah. mean, I can still put it on right now and just vibe to the whole CD. Like, so now, is this when you say the soundtrack to the movie of your life? What? Give me thought a song that like, uh, this one spoke to this period. You're stomping me today. <laughs> you're stomping me today. Well, it is the uh, end of the day, people. I'll just I'll give you that. Yeah, and, I've and been, it's a Friday. Been, it's a Friday. I've been working since 5:30 this morning. Um, I would have to say uh, I can't even remember the name of the song, and I'm trying to think, and I'm not about to rap on on here either. <laughs> Go so. ahead. That, oh, that is definitely. That is definitely not happening. This would be so great. Please. That is not happening. That would be so great for you to throw out a couple of... Maybe that's your next calling. That is definitely not. I have no... I can't even carry a tune. Um, Oh, my gosh. Well, this mumble rap that's out here now, you could just say rada, 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 and... Don't get me started on that. Every time I put on the radio, I'm like, why do I listen to radio? Why do I have radio on my car? I know, because it's free. 93.9 and 95.5 are just, I'm, I'm, I'm over them. Yeah, it's just because it's free. That's the reason. I don't have XM or any of that stuff. Yeah. I just can't add another bill to the roster. Yeah. <laughs> as a part of adulting. So I'm like, whatever's on T.O.P. or 93.9 exactly. or 104.1, I'm listening but to it's, Erica it's Campbell. Like, 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 I'm there. The, so. what, what upsets me is, you know, I'll... I'll I will be driving and then I'll be like, what is this in my ear that I'm hearing? It's something that's very annoying. And it's always some new rapper like, hey, you know, it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I know. Oh, goodness. Like, Meek, uh, don't even, I'm not even start. So wait, so what's the song? You, you know, I, I, I cannot think. Uh, I cannot think You remember right any lyrics? Nothing? Maybe I can help you out. Uh-huh. Um, well, there was Players Ball on that mm-hmm. album. There was that Southern Play. That uh, Southern Play, I mean, you couldn't tell me, and I'm telling on myself right here, you cannot tell me, like, I, I was, I had a, I was a little, uh, <laughs> I thought I was a little player myself back then, <laughs> so, to say the least. So, you know, it's like one of those times, one of those things where every time the song came on, you kind of, like, had to... Yeah, you know, like you, you remember you wanna, that time. You want to kick the back of the, the your chair back in your car while you're driving, and just like dip all the way back and just swear you are the ish. Yes, with you the know. with the baseball cap on. <laughs> I love you, it. You gotta lean up to see somebody in the next car. I love it. That's right. Yeah. Yes. No, I remember those days <laughs> of the leaning back. Yeah. And now it's like no, I'm yeah, I know. Not now about I'm like, that oh, life. My, my posture, <laughs> my back hurts. I can't do this. I am not about that life. And then you start to see how much medical bills cost, and you're like, wait a minute, like anything that's messing up my body is just mm-hmm. not cute anymore. No, like look. I don't even. It's like I'm almost on the 
orthopedic shoes route too. Like Look, no more, I, I no have, more heels. <laughs> I have a back doctor I go to. I will not lie about it. Hey, yeah. well, shouts out to that. Shouts out to back doctor. <laughs> Now, what can we expect from you next? So, um, I, I'm right now I'm trying to engage in doing a series of pop-ups. Okay. Uh, so, you know, please follow me, uh, Trey Creole Catering on uh, on Facebook. My website is currently under construction right now. It's TreyCreole.com. But, uh, you know, I want to start doing a series of pop-ups, get my name out there. Perfect. I have some, I'm going after some bigger corporate uh, accounts now mm-hmm. as well um, trying to lock in that business aspect mm-hmm. and just hope uh, built looking forward to building my team and uh, you know if there are any chefs out there I am currently in the market looking so you know please reach out you can uh, email me at treycreocatering at gmail.com wonderful so it's, yeah, for those looking for jobs, this is awesome. Yes, yes, I I am definitely taking resumes right now. So if you're listening, please feel free to send yours over. Perfect. So how I end every podcast is mm-hmm. I started this thing on my site called Etiquette Tuesday, and it was my way to like rant and about different things that were going on. Like it was my weekly like journal that mm-hmm. I kind of share with people, and it was about etiquette tips that are like not the norm. So not where you put your fork and your knives and all that stuff. <clears throat> I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. What is your etiquette tip that you can leave with little sinners? When, all right, anytime in this. Catering, the one thing that I've learned, well, that I actually knew going into it, mm-hmm. service is key with anything you do. Mm-hmm. Anytime, any conversation you're having with somebody, one thing people fail to do, you have to humble yourself. And when I say humble yourself, not only your mouth, you have to humble your look. Mm-hmm. When somebody, it, people can read your read your expressions mm-hmm. a mile away. Mm-hmm. So if they say something shocking, if, for example, I've had one of my clients who's, you know, Eric, this didn't taste exactly like you did the last time. Yeah. I mean, in my, first I always want to be like, wait, I'm sorry, maybe your palate's just off today? That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I'm not going to lie. Too much red wine? Yeah. yeah, You're mixing it with too many things. Yeah. But at at that time, I'm just like, well, I'm sorry, you know, what do you feel is different? As opposed to, like, giving that look of, are you, did you really just say this to me? (laughs) You know, uh, because... your your food is just I mean cooking to me is an art mm-hmm. uh, it's also interesting I never considered myself an art as having any artistic ability yeah. until I started cooking and uh, then making my own creations with uh, everything so you know it's kind of like somebody calling your baby ugly <laughs> and you're like um, you know but yeah you have to understand everybody's entitled to their own opinion yeah everybody's taste buds are going to be different whereas one person tells you that this is too salty the next person will say you need more salt Mm -hmm. it all depends it all is it's all variables but at the same time you just have to understand that first of all nobody really did call your food disgusting or anything of that nature Mm they just offered an opinion that you can take or leave exactly just compartmentalize it i like that um that's excellent advice because i think sometimes people get wrapped into that and i love constructive criticism exactly like like somebody's listening today Mm -hmm. and you're like look you need to do better about you know whatever is going on with this Mm -hmm. podcast I will take the advice. I love it. And actually, if you could add on where I can actually do my podcast in the studio, (laughs) 
and some complimentary studio time, we would be working with something. But all that to say, like, I love, you know, I love feedback like that to like tell me like, oh, okay, this was this was something different, or yeah. you know, maybe. I mean, maybe you take it to the bank with you, or maybe you don't, and it really doesn't matter. Like you said, everybody's entitled to yeah. Their own and sometimes I can't taste the difference. Yeah. You know, it's I can't remember what it tastes like last week compared to this week. Yeah. And I know that I used the exact same seasonings. I did the exact same procedure. Yep. But it came out to a different effect. So you know, then I have to go back and just kind of like. I'll, I'll take everything with a grain of salt. I don't ignore any criticism mm-hmm. that comes my way. And again, when I say humble yourself, not only in your words, but also in your actions. That's very true. You know, so Body language says it everything. speaks a thousand. And I'm a, I'm a big like energy vibe person, so I'm like, I, I can feel your energy from two, what is it, Kendra Lamar says, <laughs> like two miles away. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, no, this has been great. Thank you so much, Eric, no, for thank taking you the time. For, I really appreciate it. Yes. And next time, I'm so sorry I didn't have anything prepared for you today. <laughs> no, it is no, no problem. I've had your cooking. I've told people how good it is. Well, people, it is legit. I had it at Lauren DeSantis, who is um, mm-hmm. the you know creator and owner of Capital Cooking Show. She's now relocated. But anyhow, when she was here, we had um, a, a small shower for her, and you catered, and the food was delicious. And you know, Mary. DeVito recommended you. Yeah. She steers me never in the wrong direction. Okay. So, um, yeah, shouts out to her. Yeah, and, I know. Um, Fatback Media. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mary. Yes, I appreciate yes, it. Yes, so thank you for coming on, and it's been great. Our fellow, you know, H-U. You know. <laughs> yes. Until next time, folks. Bye.